For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from 4 to 6 is Scalzo and Brust. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studios at Radio City. This is Scalzo and Brust, presented by Brooklyn Brewery on 94.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. It's a party, baby. Across ESPN Wisconsin. We are presented by Brooklyn Brewery. He is Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. Courtly Cuevas, Joshi DiMaggio, you, the Scalzo and Brust family on Twitter at Scalzo and Brust. Calling us, texting us 800 990 That, the all new patented official Scalzo and Brust talking text line again 800 990 Six. You know, as I've mentioned many times on this show, a happy Tuesday makes me happy because I don't like Tuesdays. And I woke up and I went through the whole day today and I thought it was Wednesday and I don't know what happened. Same. You thought it was Wednesday too? Yeah. And, and, and it, it does, it takes you, anytime you're a day ahead of the week, it's the worst. There are weeks in which, like, I'm a day behind, which is great because then you get to the weekend faster. Uh, but for me, I thought it was Wednesday, so I was in a little bit downer mood. But a happy Tuesday from Greg Scalzo, and I'm back in action. And a Tuesday after Aaron Rodgers speaks, he appeared on Kenny Main's final Sports Center last night. Ben Brust, were you up and watching it live? Um, that's a no. You don't even no, need I to was. lie. No, I was. I was. I was. I was. Can I tell you what happened? I actually jeopardized my squad in Call of Duty. I I put I muted my headset. I took my headset off. I was still playing. But I pulled up YouTube TV on my phone and I watched it live. I take back Josh. that clapping. Yeah. 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 No, take it back. Why? I watched it live on There's YouTube no TV. Way. Move it from the record. That, yeah. that clap There's doesn't come. There's just count. no way. What? No, I swear to God. Look at the face. The no. Hulk. You're, you're going to say, oh, my voice got high. <laughs> no, I mean, I watched it live. I missed the first three minutes, but I watched it. I watched yeah, it live. The, you know, see, the more and more the the truth continues to emerge as we peel back the layers. Just like yesterday, when we found out Ben lied to all of us about a charity donation, and he, as he promised, "Do you want to see receipts?" He told me yesterday, and then not. Not more than three minutes later said, yeah, I never actually donated. Well, and then I did donate, and I do have witnesses, and the receipt is out there, and so good deeds were done. So for those who may have missed it, here was what many are calling the Honey Cup from Aaron Rodgers uh, appearing last night on SportsCenter for the last time with Kenny Mayne. Uh, are you demanding with my, a trade? With, yeah, with my situation, look, it's, it's never been about, uh, you know, Never been about the draft pick, uh, picking Jordan. I love Jordan. He's a great kid. Um, you know, he, he a lot of fun to, to work together. Uh, I love the coaching staff. Love my teammates. You know, I love the fan base in Green Bay. It's incredible, incredible 16 years. It's just kind of about a, a, a philosophy, you know, and and maybe forgetting that it is about the people that make the thing go. It's about it's about character. It's about culture. It's about doing things the right way and. A lot of this was put in motion last year, and 
the wrench was just kind of thrown into it when I won MVP and played uh, the way I played last year. So this is just kind of, I think, uh, the, the spill out of all that. But look, man, it is about the people, and that's the most important thing. Green Bay has always been about the people, from Curly Lambeau uh, being owner and founder to the 60s with Lombardi and Bart Starr and all those incredible names, to the 90s teams with... Coach Holmgren and Farvey and the Minister of Defense to the, the run that we've been on. It's about it's about the people. The passive-aggressive Aaron Rodgers comment that we had all been waiting for there. There's a ton to unpack from that, talking about how this was put into motion last year, even though he's saying it wasn't about the draft pick. Well, he's referring to the draft pick there. You could read between the lines and say, well, it was about how the draft pick happened, not the actual draft pick or Jordan Love himself. And on and on Aaron Rodgers goes as he says it's all about the people. But before we get to my takeaway, Ben Bruss, let's start with you, and I want the Scalzo and Bruss family to chime in here, 800-990-3776. We're going to be taking takeaways all show here on Scalzo and Brust, 800-990-3776. Your biggest takeaway from Aaron Rodgers last night on SportsCenter with Kenny Maine. You can text us or open up the phone lines here and take your phone calls, 800-990-3776. Ben Brust, your biggest takeaway from Aaron Rodgers' appearance last night on ESPN with Kenny Matt. He looked gross. He looked absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I mean, he looked like me in quarantine at, like about a year ago when I lost who I was. Like I, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers knows who he is in terms of his looks right now, but his hair in between stage, greasy. He's wearing the same shirt he wore in the videos that surfaced about two, three days ago. When have white t-shirts been a thing to wear for a TV appearance or just around in general? I wear TV. I wear white t-shirts all the time. But in the privacy of my own home, not on SportsCenter, as we're paying tribute to Kenny Maine, his camera angle was horrible. Does Sh- is Shailene dressing him? Like I, I just I couldn't even focus on what he was saying because he just looked greasy and gross. All right. That was uh there you go. You did not you did not pull any punches there. Uh he <sighs> Ben Menominee Falls chimed in. He says, Rogers looked greasy in that interview like a man going through a midlife crisis. Jeez. And I said that to you before the show. Like, you win at him for the appearance, but I would contend that Rogers is actually potentially going through a legitimate midlife crisis, right? Because about a year ago, he was still dating Danica Patrick, or at least we all believed he was still dating Danica Patrick. And uh, they were living in their newly purchased house in Malibu for... How much was it? Thirty million dollars, twenty million dollars, twenty-eight million dollar Malibu mansion, and that was a year ago. And over the course of the past year, he broke up with his girlfriend, quickly got engaged to a uh, a younger woman. Um, he has completely changed the way that he looks. He's going through a weird cleanse right now. Um, how do I pronounce that, Josh? What kind of cleanse is it? I I'm, I looked it up and I found out how to spell it, but I have no idea. I have to relook it back up now. As you would do to me, Josh, sound it out, you know, spell it out. The, yeah, that's a great point, Ben. I didn't mispronounce peril. Oh. No. So he's talking about how during this offseason, again, he's growing out his hair. He's lost over 15 pounds doing some sort of spiritual, uh, holistic cleanse. He uh, has been traveling everywhere. He's making references to weed on the air with Kenny Maine because Aaron yeah, Rodgers. 
confirmed weed guy. What'd you say, Aaron? You know, roll it and light it. There you go, talking about being a huge floral guy. And now, as most people do, going through a midlife crisis after buying a $30 million mansion with your girlfriend, breaking up with her, getting engaged <laughs> to a younger woman, completely growing out your hair, changing the way you look, trying out weird new spiritual holistic things, traveling a bunch, discovering weed late in life, he now all of a sudden wants to quit his job. So, like, <laughs> like how do you describe this other than Aaron Rodgers is going through a midlife crisis and trying to find himself as somebody who grew up as the all-American quarterback guy, but has clearly had a lot more thoughtful, uh, intellectual, spiritual uh, sort of, uh, of rumblings happening underneath of him. And as the world evolves and that becomes more acceptable, he's trying to discover more about who he is as a person. And we heard it all year last year, especially on Tuesdays with, with, with Pat McAfee when he appeared there. He sounded like somebody that was going through a spiritual reconciliation with himself. Everything, it was something different every week. Like uh, The way he was dressing as well, the clothes he's been wearing, the foods he's been eating, the way he's been talking. Even during the season, he was talking about how I'm, I'm just at the best place in my life right now mentally. Does, does everything Greg Scalzo described right there sound like the person that we're describing is in a great place mentally? I, don't, I mean, everyone goes through something, but this is something a little extra. I'm looking at him on the screen right now on ESPN as they're re, as they're replaying it. Yeah, it's not great. And and he uh, he he last night tried to make it appear like he was a guy with zero concerns and no stress and loving life and living. <laughs> and throughout the right interview, it just he didn't seem well, uh, and he was hyper aware of what everybody was saying about him. Not only when it came to football, but even when it came to how he was dressed at the Kentucky Derby. I mean, like, honestly, he hears and sees everything. For all, you know how we all talked about how Aaron Rodgers hasn't spoke for the last three weeks? Like, he doesn't want to speak because he's been hearing about what everyone's saying, and he, he, he kind of wants, in my opinion, wants to keep it going. Like, because he, he didn't put an end to anything. He's just going to continue this carousel. And he didn't want, anytime he was kind of pushed on giving more direction and giving more reasons and clarity about, like, is he going to get traded or what does he want? He didn't want to go there because he just, he continues to love where he's at in the spotlight, but not, he doesn't know where he's at in his own world. 800-990-3776. Again, 800-990-3776. The Scalzo and Brust family. Ben Brust, number one takeaway is what, Ben? He was greasy and gross. What is your biggest takeaway from last night's Aaron Rodgers appearance with Kenny Mayne on SportsCenter 800-990-3776? I said 800-990-3776. Andrew and Jefferson says, he gone. Brett Noclair says, start the love train. Gosh, there's too many of those. I mean, as much as I make fun of how greasy and gross is, I'd rather have him be greasy and gross under center then have clean-cut Jordan Love. Peter from the Fitch says Rodgers needs to suck it up. He is not the same dude, but he is 100% coming back. I don't know about that whole 100% thing. I mean, Aaron Rodgers also went on to speak about pretty much how much he hates the front office of the Green Bay Packers right now. Hillsy, the official unofficial nickname giver of Scalzo and Bross. He texts in, I bet his perineum, meaning Aaron Rodgers' perineum, looks great, though. The hell is that, Helsey? <laughs> what do you think? Perin- uh, perineum. 
Josh doesn't know I, either. I don't know what he's referencing. That's great. I like when I'm not alone. References one of Shailene Woodley's reported hobbies. It has to do with the sun. Uh, you put two and two together. 800-990-3776. i give you my biggest takeaway from the Aaron Rodgers interview last night. Plus, we'll get to you, the Scalzo and Bruss family, and your biggest takeaway from Aaron Rodgers. Ben Bruss thinks he looks gross. He's going through a midlife crisis, I believe. That's next on Scalzo and Bruss. You're listening to Scalzo and Bruss. You did also talk about your babysitter applying Vaseline to your... I was a child. I was a isn't child. That like, isn't that like a thing for like babies though? <laughs> I never grew out of it. Like, isn't it because you're wearing diapers? Yeah, I mean, do you apply certain things to your so, baby to make sure they don't get like diaper why rash? Why were you doing it as an eight-year-old? Because I used too much toilet paper. You still do it. I guarantee you. You don't. You don't know how to wipe. Stream live and listen anytime on your time on Wisconsin On Demand. Uh, no, sir. We never talked about that, and I, I don't, I didn't, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think I, st- I still be here. This is home. This is where I, I love to be. I love the coaches, the my teammates, the community. Aaron Jones talking there at OTAs today. He was a participant about how Aaron Rodgers never talked to him about the potential of Rodgers not returning to Green Bay. But even if Aaron did warn him, it would not have changed Aaron Jones's mind because uh, he's committed to the Packers, unlike Aaron Rodgers. Uh, although it has been reported that Rodgers talked to other potential free agents and warned them he may not be returning to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, of course, appeared last night with Kenny Mate on SportsCenter. We're reacting to it now on Scalzo and Bruss. You can participate 800-990-3776. Looking for your number one takeaway from Aaron Rodgers' interview last night with Kenny Mayne on SportsCenter. Ben Bruss, your number one takeaway? He was greasy and gross. He was greasy and gross. We're looking for you, the Scalzo and Bruss family, to give your biggest takeaway. 800-990-3776. Let's start with Tim in Greenfield. Tim, welcome to Scalzo and Bruss. Your top takeaway from the interview last night between Kenny May well, and Aaron Rodgers. My number one takeaway is he's the last guy that should be talking about character. A guy that doesn't attend his own grandmother's funeral. And I got another one that uh, just confirms he's a douchebag to me. And that is? Do you... Is that it? Yes, that's it. Thank you, Tim. Uh, 800-990-3776. Direct into the point. Direct into the point, yes. Uh, he calls out Aaron Rodgers' character there, and Rodgers alluded to character and how important culture and character are uh, when he was talking about how the organization has lost sight that uh, their organization, the Green Bay Packers, is made up of the people. 800-990-3776. We'll go to Bill in Green Bay. Bill, welcome to Scalzo and Bros. What's your number one takeaway from the Aaron Rodgers interview with Kenny Mayne last night. Hey guys, how's it going? Going good. Hey, um, my biggest takeaway was right at the very end there uh, when he said that this all started last year. They put the wheels in motion and they didn't they didn't expect him to have such a good year and he kind of threw a wrench in their plans. So they haven't talked about it, Mark Murphy and Gutekust, and that's why he's probably pissed at Gutekust because he spoiled their plans and he wants his head. But, okay, other than that, that, you know what you guys... Thank you for the call. call. 
Thank you, Bill. Sorry to cut you off there. Yeah, I mean, I get that, right? Like, I understand uh, if he's upset that they doubted him and then he came out and had to prove it here. To have that get you past the point of, hey, I love my teammates, I love the fans, I love my coaches, but because you doubted me coming off of a couple of down years and a couple of injury years, and then I proved you wrong, now I won't come back, it just seems like a far stretch for me. Yeah, it used to be about the people. Well, th- that has nothing to do with the fact that you're salty that they doubted you and you had a great 2020 MVP season, so now we're making it about the people? No, it's about the vengeance that you're trying to get on this. 800 But again, I mean, look, interesting insight. That is a good takeaway is that it came out of Aaron Rodgers' mouth. Many of us talked about the potential that he felt that way. He had alluded to it in the past, but he said it directly there that the wheels were in motion and his MVP season threw a wrench into things. Um, Tim, however, he had a different takeaway. It was just that uh, Aaron Rodgers is hypocritical in talking about character because of Tim doesn't believe that he has the highest of character. 800-990-3776. What's your number one takeaway from the Aaron Rodgers interview last night? Let's go to Carter and Fitchburg. Carter, welcome to Scalzo Bros. Hey, guys. So so my takeaway here is that Aaron doesn't really have any, any intention of going anywhere. I, he, was, he was very well-spoken last night. He was his usual self. He seemed like he was in really good spirits. I really genuinely just think he wants Goody to sit and sweat this out and raise his blood pressure for as long as possible and see if maybe he can get fired, but I don't think he's going anywhere. So you think this is to punish Brian Gutekunst and potentially get him fired, but if that doesn't work out, he will just be happy with the fact that everybody turned their attention to Brian Gutekunst for, for months uh, leading yep. up to the season. Yep, I just think he wants him to feel it as long as he possibly can. Have you ever had any doubts throughout this process that Aaron Rodgers is coming back? Because it sounds like there have never been doubts in your mind. Oh, well, for me, honestly, on night one, when I, on draft night, when I heard the potential Niners trade, I wanted them to pull the trigger right away, but I've kind of, uh, I've kind of come back to earth a little bit. I've been back and forth a little bit, but I'm, after last night hearing from Aaron, I I genuinely think he's going to come back and they're going to have another good season. All right. Thanks Thanks for the call. 800-990-3776. Again, 800-990-3776. Yeah, I think a takeaway uh, that a lot of folks had, and, you know, it's been reported here uh, for a while, if you've been paying attention, is the fact that Aaron Rodgers' ire seems to be pointed straight towards the front office. To Carter's point is that if he does come back, then he's going to want to punish Goody in the process. And I think uh, some of the takeaway there came from this clip in which Aaron Rodgers pretty much says how much he loves everybody in the organization except for the front office. Here's Aaron Rodgers with Kenny Mayne last night on ESPN. I think sometimes people forget uh, what really makes an organization. And, you know, history is important. You know, legacy uh, of so many uh, people who've come before you. But the people, that's the most important thing. The people make an organization. People make a business. Um, and sometimes uh, that gets forgotten. You know, culture is built brick by brick, the foundation of it by the people. You know, not by the, not by the organization, not by the building, not by the, the corporation. It's built by the people. And I've been fortunate enough to play with a number of amazing, amazing people and got to work for some amazing people as well. And it's those people that build the foundation of those entities. And I think sometimes we forget that. 
you know. Greg Scalzo, does this not feel like when we talked about if Aaron Rodgers was not playing football, what profession would he be in? I felt like he was lecturing me. Like he was trying to lecture me about culture and how things are built and how the way the organization should be run. Like he is full on professor right there, getting his getting his feelings out and almost preaching to the world in in the way he's doing so. Peter from the Fitch says he is uber sensitive like the KD of football. That's his takeaway. <laughs> Chef Ed chimes in 800-990-3776. That KD referencing Kevin Durant, uh, who's famously sensitive, especially when it comes to social media. Chef Ed chimes in says, I truly believe that Aaron is going through a midlife crisis. He doesn't know what he wants, and Shailene is messing with his head. Put it on Twitter, at Scalzo and Brust, is Aaron Rodgers going through a midlife crisis? Daniel the Sloth chimes in 800-990-3776 Does it mean that we call him Daniel the Sloth? Not at all He's embraced uh, the name Daniel the Sloth chimes in says Aaron kind of looks kind of uh, Aaron looks kind of uh, this, He types this like a sloth it. too Dang it Aaron looks like he's just ready to live the rest of his life hosting Jeopardy and on the side owns a weed shop in Hawaii and surfs every day. Meanwhile, Ryan and McGuanago adds on, Rogers looked like an old man trying to party and keep up with his younger girlfriend. That's like, a pretty good one. Also, his T-shirt, I keep going back to that white T-shirt. It looked like my dad like in the morning like on a Saturday, like just like after he did some yard work. Sweaty hair. Greasy, crusty, white t-shirt? Like, what are you doing, Aaron? Josh in Germantown says, OMG, you guys are so right. This screams midlife crisis. Also, Benny, you're on fire. He looks like a middle-aged surfer dude who swears he could erode that 30-foot wave 20 years ago. Uh, and that's complimented by a 608 number here that simply types in, he looked like that hippie that everybody hates at a party, like you don't want to make eye contact with him because otherwise he's going to come over and talk to you, and he probably smells like B.O. Can't say I've been in that situation, but I definitely want to continue to avoid that. 800-990-3776. Looking for your number one takeaway from last night's interview. Aaron Rodgers finally speaks to Kenny Mayne on SportsCenter last night. Uh, 800-990-3776. Let's go to Scott in Milwaukee. Scott, welcome to Scalzo and Brust. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, so I, I'm taking away a little different... Uh, perspective on this looking back at history remember when he had a relationship with braun and braun lied to him about the steroid use i wonder yep. if budakuns and murphy were deceitful to him in some way or another and that's why he loves everybody but them and i wonder if this is why this is happening because remember in this interview last night he talked about the character Character is a big thing to Rogers, and I wonder if that is part of it. Maybe he lied to him because remember, Wildy last week said that Gudekunst lied to him twice uh, in the past about uh, different things. So I wonder if that lied, lied to lied to Aaron Rodgers in the past or lied to Jason Wildy in the past. Lied to Wildy is what he's meant. That's what I believe. Yes, which which again I think is entirely different if you lie to somebody in the media at, in that position versus lie to somebody within the organization. Correct, because when he was up talking to Jason, they were trying to not give any answers, so of course they were going to give answers that were not the truth, because they wanted to conceal the truth. And I would be interested in that, right? As a 
Packers fan, if it benefits the Packers most for Brian Gutekunst to lie to the media, do you hold it against him or his character for lying to the media? Because his job is to put the Packers in the best position to achieve their goals. It's not necessarily to put the media members in the best position to do their jobs. Now, those should uh, connect and intersect uh, more often than not. But uh, I don't know if I would hold that against him from a character standpoint. I don't know all the details. Maybe you could. But I do think it's an interesting co- uh, uh, an interesting insight is was there a lie told? Did Aaron Rodgers get told, hey, after next season, we are looking to trade you or we are going to trade you in this offseason? And then that didn't happen. And Aaron Rodgers immediately puts that in the lie category. And that's where he gets to the point of no return. Because something else happened. Something else has happened that we don't know about. I'm convinced of that. You're going, it's beyond the Jordan Love pick as well. You're believing Aaron Rodgers when it says it's, it's not about the Love pick. Or even if it is, there's still more beyond the pick I that think is if it's built about, this to I, this point. Yes, I think if it's about the Love pick, it's not about the fact that the pick was made. It's about how it was made and what happened around the selection of Jordan Love. 800-990-3776. What is your number one takeaway from the Aaron Rodgers interview last night with Kenny Mayne? Again, 800-990-3776. We'll get to you next. Plus, some one or zeros on Scalzo and Brust. You're listening to Scalzo and Brust. Um... Yeah, we probably handled that the incorrect way today, man. <laughs> Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. I thought, uh, just like Aaron said, that was a heck of a tribute to Kenny Maine and... Um, it was pretty cool that he went on there for him and you know growing up Kenny was he was definitely one of my favorites watching on Sports Center. That's Matt LaFleur stumbling, bumbling after being asked about Aaron Rodgers' appearance last night on SportsCenter. Of course, we've got Ben Harper music going today. We were joined yesterday by Akoni, the Hawaiian musician that started the sing-along with Aaron Rodgers, Miles Teller, and Shailene Woodley that we saw a video of over the weekend. And uh, we asked what Aaron Rodgers came up to request, what song he came up to request of him to start that entire interaction. He said, Rodgers just wanted to hear anything Ben Harper. Ben Brust has never heard of Ben Harper before. Uh, but we do have some either. nice, smooth Ben Harper. No, he'd heard of him. He just didn't know any of the songs. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Is, is Ben Harper like level 100 uh, like weed guy music? No See, clue. I almost think it's gateway weed guy music. Yeah. I almost feel like that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like that, it's oh, it's you're entry. saying like class? Yeah, yes, it's like entry, entry class. Level. Yes, hundred percent. Yes, and that's where Aaron Rodgers is at right now. And he made the the, <laughs> the reference yesterday. Here's what he said after saying, "I'm a huge floral guy." You know, roll it, light it. I mean, he said that on Kenny Mayne last night. Um, so he, he's making references ever. He's leaving little breadcrumbs behind. Uh, and maybe that's part of the reason why he wants to go to Denver. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Or Las oh. Vegas. Somewhere mm-hmm. where it's legal? Do Governor think- Evers, maybe you're the one ultimately responsible for not <laughs> uh, for Aaron Rodgers wanting to leave the state of Wisconsin. Just a stray shot. Do you think, do you think the NFL's ever going to allow players to uh, be endorsed by marijuana companies? Like, no, Do they already no, allow no. that? 
No. Uh, I mean, uh, ooh, I know former players they do, uh, but I don't know about current players. I, I don't know how that would happen. Um, but I can imagine that there would be some CBD or other sort of companies that would get involved in terms of those sponsorship deals. All I know is that when Matt LaFleur was asked about Aaron Rodgers and pivoted to Kenny Mayne, like it felt like he sounded like me when you asked me a question <laughs> when I was not paying attention. Like He just completely avoided the actual question and just talked about something that was relevant at the top of his mind. When you know that he thought about how to answer that question and it's still just like he just was in that mode. Where I gotta get like, out. I, I gotta get out. What, what do you want me to say? You know, like I, I just wish the coach would level with the, with the media sometimes. But, but just, guys, you know. Well, like, uh, what, you know the deal here. What, what do you we, want me we, to say? What, what I want the doing? guy. I said it already. I'll say it every single time here. I want Aaron Rodgers to be my quarterback. 800-990-3776. I think, uh, I guess Benny agrees, right? It, it seems like Aaron Rodgers may be going through a midlife crisis I as mean, he bought the mansion in Malibu with the girlfriend, ditched the girlfriend, ended up getting engaged uh, to, to a younger woman. Um, he changed his entire look. He just lost a bunch of weight through a cleanse. He's been traveling everywhere. He's a weed guy now, and now he wants to quit his job. I feel like that ultimately all adds up to midlife crisis, and you could just pick a picture of him from last night on the interview and say, yeah, that's a guy that might be going through one right now. I mean, if you screen grab anything with the greasy hair and the white shirt, like I, I compared him to my dad when my dad was probably 45, which I don't know. I'm not saying my dad was going through a midlife crisis, but he looked like Aaron Rodgers, my dad, you know, when he was done cutting grass on a Saturday, his hair was greasy, and the white T-shirt had the yellow pit stains. That's the shirt Aaron Rodgers was wearing yesterday. Not a good look. Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. Perhaps we're too fixated on Aaron Rodgers' look from last night. What was your main takeaway from the Aaron Rodgers interview with Kenny Mayne? Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. Let's go to Carter in New Berlin. Carter, welcome to Scalzo and Bras. Thank you. Great show. Thank you. Um, Thanks. I think. I think the one comment, I'm a 44-year-old man, and I know that's not a midlife crisis. He needs to go through some other stuff. <laughs> but I think you just met a girl that's intriguing, and he's trying to dress like her now. I would say the thing that I think is more important is Goody's got to be to blame for this. That's his only role. Like, look at the Bucks. Do you really think Thanos Antetokounmpo is a great basketball player? But no, Giannis likes him. So if this guy has to keep some people around to keep Aaron happy, you got to do it. He's a generational talent. If we don't use him for three years, we're going to have eight years of misery. So at the end of the day, Murphy's got to fire him, or and this is our best chance with this roster. Otherwise, we're just toast. That's it. Thank you, guys. Thank Thanks, you for Thanks, the call. Carter. I like Carter. Uh, I mean, he called Thanasis Thanos, which was pretty great. But his, his point is taken. I think he's saying that he, he what, like... The Bucks organization wanted to keep Giannis happy, so they got his brother on the team. Uh, the Packers and Brian Gutekunst clearly doesn't know how to keep Aaron Rodgers happy, and that's why they're catching stray shots that are kind of direct, but kind of stray, on SportsCenter last night. It's a little bit different, right? Because in football, you use all of the guys on your roster generally. In basketball, you don't need to. So it's tough to just bury somebody on the roster and just to take up a spot because Jake Kumarow and Aaron Rodgers like to go out to dinner on Tuesday nights uh, I mean, up in Green Bay. Make like, Miles Teller the holder. You know, If you practice holding enough, Mason Crosby's good enough to put it through the pipes. Yeah, but but the, that's not a job, Ben. 
There's not somebody on the roster that's just the holder. Long snapper. No, no Long snapper is a legitimate thing no that you have to do. No disrespect to long snappers, but I Careful. mean, you could train somebody daily for like a month and they could snap that ball perfect every time to the I punter. I don't believe that. And I don't either. And when Miles Teller blows an important snap and they lose a game, like, what, you know, what are you, you going to do there? So, I, look, I think it was a point well taken by Carter. He thinks Goody should be gone. He's on Rodgers' side. Rodgers is by far more important, and Goody hasn't done enough to keep him happy. And I think all of that is fair. I think I think all of that is fair. 800-990-3776. I don't agree with it entirely, but I do think it is fair. Steve from Waukesha. Steve, welcome to Scalzo and Russ. What was your main takeaway uh, from last night's Aaron Rodgers interview with Kenny Mann? Well, uh, if you don't mind, uh, you guys were talking about who Rodgers reminded you of when you saw him the sure. flannel shirts and uh, the long hair and the man bob and all that stuff. There's my mind immediately went to. Did you ever see the film Animal House with Jim Belushi? I did. Yes. Do you remember when he was walking down the staircase, the staircase scene, and there's the guy with the guitar strumming it and singing to his girlfriend, and Jim Belushi listens for about 30 seconds and then grabs the guy's guitar by the neck and smashes it to pieces. Is that what you would like to do to Aaron Rodgers' guitar, Steve? <laughs> no, not really, but it just I, it's funny. Out of all the images, it immediately shot when I saw him and his greasy hair and what he's going through. It, and then the karaoke with the singing and the lot. I mean, the Animal House scene just seemed so perfect. So I thought I'd just call in and uh, mention it to you guys. Thank Thanks you for the call. call. Thank you. Uh, do, you. Do you think, did he hear me playing it in the background? He was not phased <laughs> at all. That was the actual singing during National Lampoon's Animal House <laughs> yeah. uh, of the gentleman on the stairs. Uh, I wonder who played that guy, but we don't need to go down that uh, that lane right now. Ben Brost, have you seen Animal House? Be prepared to be disappointed again. I'm, I'm not disappointed. I knew there's a zero point. You, you zero can't chance. be disappointed when you I know. I thought with the Chicago connection, no. like I thought you the thought Chicago that before with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> yeah, Greg, you have to realize we're naming the matters. most famous movies of the last fifty years. <laughs> Like that, we're not talking about cult classics. Like Animal House has got to be a top five most famous Greg, comedy of all time. What did I not know? The yesterday U.S. history, the apparatus. What was it? The, the Zapruder film. Zapruder. The apparatus. And again, that is Zapruder. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. We got time to squeeze one more in here. Let's go to James and Elm Grove. James, your top takeaway from the Aaron Rodgers Kenny Main interview last night on ESPN. Hey guys, thanks for uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, number one, I agree with some other callers. This guy's going through something. There's no doubt. Um, seems like he's definitely not going to change his approach, and the front office is probably not going to change either. But here's a scenario for you to think about. So say Rogers refuses to come back, sits out or retires or pseudo-retires, whatever. Front office is going to sit on the guy because he has no trade value until next year after he garners the picks. Well, what if he wants to come back week 8 or week 10 or whatever he has to do to get paid for the year? 
But our genius front office turns around and says, look, we're going to sit you because now we got Jordan Love in the driver's seat. He's got 10 weeks under his belt. Is there a scenario where they sit Aaron Rodgers in a Packers jersey? I'll hang up and listen. Thank you for the call. Is this Mark in New Berlin's brother? Because ultimately, I don't care if Jordan Love has played 10 weeks with the Packers. There is no way if Aaron Rodgers says, I want to play, that you play Jordan Love over the reigning 2020 I, MVP. I don't well, know why you launched such an assault at James. He seemed like a nice no, guy with an no, honest no, question. But it's kind there of is the same a way. concept. There is a way. It's it's .0001% chance of it happening. But that's that Jordan Love just looks like Patrick Mahomes. And they're 10-0. and 0, And the offense is smoking. Like, like is it possible? Yes, it's very unlikely. But if if Love turns out to be the next Patty Mahomes, then yeah, then they're not going to play play Rodgers again. And if he is playing that well, I don't think Aaron Rodgers would be like, oh, I want to come back and play because he's not going to want to be embarrassed like that. No, I can't no, imagine Aaron, either. Sit, that the, sit, sit down. We're going to have Jordan Love play over here. I also can't imagine the Packers would go past the trade deadline without trading Aaron Rodgers if he refuses to play for Green Bay. If, in, and if Jordan Love made it to Week 10. What's a, Jordan Love slander, Man, I don't Benny. know why. I mean, I... I'm just salty. Nobody knows anything about Nobody the guy. Does. It's, it's, all just he could be he could be the worst quarterback of all time or the best quarterback of all time. We literally have no clue. <sighs> He's the reason why we're here. That's why I'm taking it out. I got you. Want to you want to hear from the coach on the uh, the new quarterback, the new face of the Green Bay Packers, Matt Lafleur we'll on hear- Jordan Love. We'll hear what Matt LaFleur has to say about Jordan Love at OTAs next on Scalzo and Brust. You're listening to Scalzo and Brust. I don't know. That's like an, I could see an Ivy League Calvin Brust. Not saying that you would go to an Ivy League. <laughs> well, I did get into Stanford. People forget that. It's not It's not part of the Ivy League, Ben. Well, no, I know. But if you get into Stanford, you're likely to get into the Ivy Leagues. Uh, One not of them, at least. It's not an athletic scholarship. Well, yes. Stream live and listen anytime on your time on Wisconsin On Demand. I think Jordan is definitely, you can tell he put some work in in this offseason on his own. I think the ball is really jumping out of his hands well right now. And, you know, it's day two of OTAs, and we're excited about just some of the progress we've seen with him. But certainly there's a, there's a long way to go there. Mark in New Berlin just broke whatever table he's sitting at because it, Matt LaFleur talking about Jordan Love and the ball popping out of his hand. Oh, baby, Ben Bruss. I mean, like, why couldn't Matt LaFleur have just ended without the he's got a long way to go, though? Like, you know, he, he could have made, like, me even overreact to the... Ben, you know why? Why? Because Aaron Rodgers is elephant ears. He that's is the Kevin right, Durant right, of that's football. Right, that's right, that's and right. he He's would hear Matt LaFleur saying he would hear Matt LaFleur saying that as Jordan Love is my guy. No matter how he couched that, he would say he would hear that as Jordan Love is my guy. I have a two pronged question here. Does Ooh. Aaron Rodgers search his own name on Twitter? No. Um yes. You say yes. Do has Aaron Rodgers come across cuz we've posted a lot of Aaron Rodgers centric headliners. Has he come across anything you or Greg have said regarding Aaron Rodgers? Uh I mean Aaron Rodgers follows me on Twitter, so I mean it's got to be Yeah, but do you cool. retweet it? Do you retweet any of it? Uh I will retweet right now. 
is Aaron Rodgers going through a midlife crisis? And if Aaron Rodgers sees that and unfollows me, I think we have our answer. Do, 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 um, never mind. <laughs> Joshy, don't be scared. Do you have the guts to retweet the one where we acted like he was uh, Greg's daughter crying? No. <laughs> oh, man! The Aaron Rodgers follow but, means that much. No, but if if I do the midlife crisis thing, I might as well go all in, right? I, I mean, yeah, sure. I don't. I don't. You're supposed to egg me on. Uh, you have an opportunity. You have, you have me saying I'll do it. Yeah. Well, we Greg or I, Greg or I could say literally anything, but your follow him having that follow mark on you means more than the show does. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Nope. Proving it now. Greg. Proving wow. it now. Proving wow. it now. Retweet. We'll see. Retweet. Retweet. <laughs> we'll see. See this, Aaron Rodgers. Wah, you're Why crying. Why don't you add him like Daniel the Sloth did? <laughs> Uh, 800-990-3776, your number one takeaway from Aaron Rodgers' interview last night. We ask you, is Aaron Rodgers going through a midlife crisis? Two-thirds of you say yes, one-third of you say no. Uh, People are calling me out for blaming Aaron Rodgers, or... Governor Evers uh, for for not having uh, uh, marijuana legalized in Wisconsin. That, that apparently not correct, according to um, John Eclair Roush. Uh, who's very upset. I was just trying to make a joke there, John. I'm sorry. Um, very we've formal got a co- name for a very formal complaint. <laughs> we've got a couple good ones. We have 608 Kurt chiming in saying when Kenny said he would mediate Aaron um, said it would be Aaron said it would be like the opening scene of Wedding Crashers. The opening scene was an ugly divorce. Is that where we are at an ugly divorce? We all know Aaron is very calculated in what he says. I think he is done playing for the Packers. Ooh, that's a take that I kind of like. I mean, that is a good scene of Wedding Crashers. Um, they ultimately do get divorced. But again, I'm I'm looking for solutions. So if, if that's a takeaway, I, I'm I'll add it to the options. <laughs> Was that an answer, Greg? Nope, not an answer. Not an answer I at all. To all the words, and I didn't know what he said. Uh, as, I, as I was speaking, I was confusing were you, myself. Oh, were you just looking for this? Sick reference, though, bro. Your references are out of control. Everyone knows that. I could have bailed myself out and be like, Josh, hit the liner. <laughs> Uh, Garrett Mequon chimes in. He says, hi, guys. Listen to the show nearly every day. I'll start by saying everyone is entitled to the, their opinion. But in my personal opinion, I'm just sick of hearing people guess, A, generally, uh, generally uneducated guesses based on listening to your callers, uh, at how Aaron is feeling, what he's thinking, his motivations. His point he made about business organization losing sight of the importance of its brick and mortar, also known as its people, was spot on. Just like Favre's situation, I was I was Team Favre 100%. It's not that I disliked Aaron at the time, it's that I really was disappointed in the Packers' management handling of the situation. Any real Packer football fan is Team Rodgers, which is Team Packers, and should be disappointed in Packer management. In any business, you don't treat your employees that way. Moreover, an MVP like Aaron or Farvey. I'm 30 years old, and when I think of Packers and Packers success, I think Farv and Aaron. Bottom line, I want the Lombardi Trophy back home, and Aaron is it. Josh, tell Greg to stop brainwashing people. <laughs> I mean, 
Good luck. I don't. What was this? I don't brainwash people. That was Garrett and Mequon. And look, I think there's two things. One, you can't say I. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. I'm gonna have an opinion that's based off of strictly uneducated <laughs> guessing. And any and real Greg, Packer fan, no, and any real Packer fan should share my opinion. And then, like, Greg, you can't have an opinion because you're just brainwashing people. But I get what he's saying. Like, you think that Aaron is right and that he hasn't been treated right. And I think, I will repeat it, it has been an organizational failure for the Packers to get Aaron Rodgers to feel this way. But the idea that Aaron thinks it's all about the people is ludicrous. Aaron wants this all to be about himself. And that's okay. It's his battle. The rest of his team isn't sitting out. He's not saying, I want better practice conditions for the employees. He's not saying, I want the guy, you know, who's taking care of us, the trainer in the locker room to be treated better. He's saying, I want me to be treated better. I want me to be treated with more respect because I have been mistreated because you didn't show me the love that I deserve and the respect I deserve as the number one employee in the organization. And that is okay. He should feel like that. They haven't treated him the way that he wants to be treated, but to then wear this plight and act like a sacrificial lamb and to play the martyr in the situation of, no, it's all about the people and it's the Packers that have lost sight of things... Aaron's not about the people, just like the Packers aren't about the people. Everybody is in it for themselves. And you know who is about the people? Brooklyn Brewery. Flavorful beer for flavorful people. That, I mean, that was perfect. I nailed, nailed it. it. Why are you nailed it. Nailed I finally it. did it, and we're laughing. <laughs> flavorful beer for flavorful people. That's right, Garrett Mequon. you got to get to Discount Liquor, Piggly Wiggly, or Woodman's, and b- get some Brooklyn Brewery. The summer ale is absolutely delicious, and you Madison people, Woodman's as well. you got Hy-Vee, Steve's, Jordan's Big Ten Pub, a ton of great places to enjoy one of the most delicious beers in our area right now. Brooklyn Brewery, favor- flavorful beer for flavorful people. 800-990-3776. Again, 800-990-3776. We need caller number, let's go number four in honor of Brett Favre for Are You Smarter Than Ben Brust? 800-990-3776. Ben won last week after, uh, who was the that, The worst Bill? performance ever on Are You Smarter Than Ben Brust? And it wasn't me. The first zero spot ever put up in Are You Smarter Than Ben Brust? Uh, you have a chance to redeem the Scalzo and Bruss family. 800-990-3776. Caller number four for Are You Smarter Than Ben Bruss? If you think you're smarter than Ben Bruss, you have 15 questions to answer. 90 seconds, and if you get more right than Ben, you're going to win yourself a $50 gift card. Caller four, Are You Smarter Than Ben Bruss? Next on Scalzo and Bruss.